0: The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John Sacco.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pile of Scrap. I'm sitting here in Dallas, Texas, with the Brothers Lippman.
0: Welcome. 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 Thank you for with, having us.
1: Yeah. I, I have this thing with the brothers at the convention. I had the Brothers Adams, the Brothers Crinsman, the Brother Family Foons. and But, you know, I, I have a brother in the business, brothers- dad we kind of come from the same uh makeup of uh right. how we got into this industry but you guys right. have a different path but we'll get to that in a second all right who's the oldest i'm the oldest did you beat him up when he was a kid uh or did he
2: beat you well up? Come on out. i was faster. he was faster yeah and, and then and then if i would kind of pick on him he'd holler, and my mom would come in and my dad would come in and you know just a kind of were you ripple the favorite effect. Mm-hmm.
0: um I was the youngest <laughs> so you were so the, favorite. Was baby. I I was was the favorite I was the baby I was the youngest <laughs> okay
1: well that works that works but yeah. um you know you guys are four years apart and my brother and I are four years apart right. you know a business partner and, and, and it does work and it's it's interesting So, how many years have you guys been working together
2: now we've been working together over 30 years 32
0: years yeah, 32 years. yeah so
1: yeah. when you guys have a disagreement right and that happens I mean let's face it in, in any family business You got your partner, one wants to do this one. How do you resolve it?
2: You know, we come in and and talk about it. Sometimes we'll go think about it for a little bit and come back. I I mean, I can probably count on one hand the time we've really had a disagreement. But on the other side of the coin, though, we back each other up. You know, we'll have customers or employees will come in sometimes and say, well, Craig told me this or uh, this and that. And I'll think, it sounds a little unusual. And so i'll go and say okay i'll, I fine, I'll check too. on that yep. and i'll go talk to craig and say craig did you say this no i didn't say that and we tell we tell folks don't don't play us against yeah. one another
1: i've had that happen to me and my brother my brother philip yeah i know exactly what you mean when you said that i went oh yeah now, when i know what sounds like my brother and i know what doesn't sound like my brother <laughs> right
2: right all right.
0: Yeah. You know, the good guy, bad guy. You know, right. We played the good we, guy, bad guy. Right, right. If something needs
2: to be done, I'll say, well, if you don't do this. You know, Craig's going to get on me and all this kind of stuff.
0: Okay, well, then we'll do it another way. So, so
1: growing up, you guys had the same room, right?
0: Yeah. Right. All bunk, right. bunk beds.
1: Who was on top?
0: I was on top. Yeah. Is that actually, choice, actually, was, actually, was that your choice or Actually, it was whatever his choice was.
2: Right. I, I, I think there were times I was on top. We 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 kind of traded back and forth sometimes. Well, I
1: never had a bunk bed situation growing up. I'm a baby of five, right? And I did have to share a room uh, with uh, my brothers on occasion uh, because we only had four. The girls got their separate rooms,
2: yeah.
1: And there was only two rooms for us, so my I would be with my brother Philip once once in a while with my brother Anthony, but his age gap his influence my parents were, no 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 we 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 we're, yeah, so then i'd end up getting my own room there yeah. because he, he'd end up moving out so that was and good. our
2: sister had her own room so you know but but it really worked out well now craig sometimes when he had the upper bunk being a little lighter than i am he would kind of roll off and fall on the floor and so i had to <laughs> kind of i had to kind of make sure i was out of the way because you were the
1: paramedic huh <laughs> paramedic no mouth to mouth right
0: no no no, no, okay. no didn't okay. have that how many times twor- did
1: you roll off that bunk
0: bed i don't know it was a couple times <laughs> Sometimes I've been on purpose. I've been on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's but really it was good. typical. It was a typical childhood. You know, big brother. You always look up to your big brother. You wanted to be like him. You wanted to hang out with him. And um, you know, we uh, have love sports. Kansas City athletics. Right. Kansas, yeah. City, but Kansas City. Before they moved were you here,
1: Did you grow up here in Dallas?
0: Kansas City. We grew up in Kansas City. Oh, you City. grew up in Kansas City. City. Yeah. Right. So we're so big A's fans. Cheese fans. Cheese fans. Ah. Yeah. Super
2: Bowl one and four. So. That oh, you lost how, Super Bowl one. I know. No, our Packers. parents were there. I'm a yeah. Packer, oh, a Packer fan. fan. You want to know how
1: I'm a Packer fan? My dad's Why? from Italy, right?
2: Right. Vince
1: Lombardi. It's the only uh, thing I, he was really Italian. Know. So yeah. I had to. Well, I was a little kid. Well, Dad told me I had to root for the Italian. Okay, <laughs> right. root for the Italian. <laughs> so I've been a Green Bay Packer fan ever since. Well, so let's talk about sports because it's been a big influence in your lives, right? And you guys had paths in sports in some way or another before you even got into the recycling industry. You wanted to be a sports writer, I or you to be a were a sports writer.
2: I w- Since the fifth grade, I wanted to go to school at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. That was the only school I applied to. Knock on wood, I got in because I didn't have a plan B if I didn't get in. And became a sports writer, graduated, became a sports writer, worked for a newspaper in Wichita Falls, Texas, did Friday Night Lights covering high school football for two years, covered the college, and we did the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl twelve. But then I realized, you know, after, is this what I really want to do? You know, you play when everyone else works, or vice versa, you work when everyone else plays. And then I decided it was time to move on, got into public relations, did that for about six years, and then my dad bought a paper and rag house, and I joined him after uh, being in a coat and tie. So, how many
1: years from college after you graduated were you just not even thinking about working with dad?
2: no i wasn't thinking about working with yeah you know
1: you're out being a, your a sports journalist so yeah.
2: Uh, yeah it was it was uh eight years oh that's yeah. that's quite a while yeah
1: look i was raised to work with dad right i knew what i was going to do when i was at usc i was going home i was going to work with my dad and here i am yeah dad passed mm-hmm. away in 2009 but i was raised that way I mean, my dad came yeah. from italy right so that old italian you know the, the brothers were we were going to be in the family business right. and there was no it you had no other choice go to college because my dad wanted to say you had a college graduate in the family
2: uh, and this was before yeah. when, when we were in college our dad didn't own the 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 yard he was in he worked for another company so he was
0: he was so you really sub- he, didn't have that path no no, no. he was in sales yeah, he, he was, was gone sales. monday through friday yeah for a big part yes
1: so well, let's talk about you for a second craig so your path you were a ball player
0: yeah i want to be a baseball player you know Campy not was my favorite <laughs> favorite player <laughs> for the kansas city a's for sure and i always wanted to be a baseball player he was he shortstop or second shortstop, bas- he was shortstop. Yeah, shortstop mm-hmm. that's right yeah
1: so uh, what position
0: did you play i played left field
1: yeah left fielder so uh, left yeah. out of the
0: thing huh? that's right
1: so okay and so you're a baseball player baseball
0: player moved to dallas played all the sports played football played you know grand track played baseball really like baseball a lot better and um figured that I'd play in college so where'd you go so I went to the University of Missouri had a lot of offers to smaller schools around Texas and I really wanted to go big which hindsight that was a mistake so I went to Missouri um walked on you know had no scholarship walked on and it just didn't work out couldn't hit the fastball I, I had the speed I had the arm uh, but didn't have the bat so decided well you know, I think I'll just change courses and be an accountant.
1: It's funny you couldn't hit the fastball because most people can't hit the curveball.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of patience.
1: And so, you could wait for that curveball. I can wait to break for
0: it. that curveball. So we okay, so so
1: you decide? Okay, baseball. Okay, I'm done. You didn't want to transfer to another school?
0: Back, back no, in the days where did. you didn't really. Okay. No, but I did transfer. So I, went, I, I transferred from Missouri back to Texas.
1: But you didn't want to play baseball then? No. Well, that's my point. You didn't. See, t- in today's athletic in the NCAA, if you don't make it at Missouri, well, hell, you can go to somewhere else, transfer right. portal here, or transfer portal. So you could have maybe, at different times though. Right when when you were playing
0: and college well and plus my dad said listen you know you've already wasted <laughs> right. you've already wasted a year now it's time to get to work what are you going to do for your life
1: so you chose accounting so, to be right. your major
0: I really wanted to be a math major but didn't figure what the path was so then I got into accounting and UT has a great accounting school a great business school so I kept active in sports intramurals did all that and um, that's what led me then graduated. I uh, worked for a cpa firm big eight firm did that for four and a half years a client hired me away i uh specialized in bankruptcies so i went to a company that was going to file bankruptcy we filed we reorganized and they moved to philadelphia and i decided not really not really an east and coast a philly guy, guy not really a philly guy
1: okay so wait a minute what year is this
0: this was this was in 87
1: and what time, what, what year did you start work with your dad? Who, did you guys come together or did you start? No, I started first?
0: working with, with my dad in 84.
2: Okay. Right.
1: So, younger brother's right. out there. He's an accountant, doesn't want to move to Philly. Does big brother want little brother in the business or?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You, was it because you knew the vision of the growth and you knew you couldn't do it by yourself? Yeah. So in, all, in all seriousness, because, I mean, I understand the brother's thing, but the rivalry and the fun stuff if we talk about, but. What was your what was your thought process, Dad? We need Craig in because
2: we were we were growing. I knew we got along well. I knew it would be a, 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 you know transitions always difficult, especially going from a white collar job now more or less a blue collar job. But I knew we were all working together as a team, and it would it would work. And I was on board from the very beginning. And your yeah.
1: dad's vision. Let's, so let's talk about your dad now. I've met I met your father years ago uh before his passing and um stan. your dad to me was always this like that's stan linman he's <laughs> that's that, right he's the man yeah. yes and he had a persona he, he and my father actually would love to get together at conventions and smoke their cigarettes yeah. he, and we talked about it it's kind of nutty but your dad reminded me of my father a lot uh, there was that power right. but they were both incredible gentlemen yes but there was power behind them they yeah. had that, that the, the innate ability to understand how to, to, to the entrepreneurship that these gentlemen
0: well, had. old school, very,
1: very old. School. School. You know, my father from Italy. Your fa- where, where's your Where's the family from? My, your-
2: Kansas, Kansas City. Right,
1: but where? Where? where
2: Before that,
1: where they come uh, from? Europe, from
0: Russia. Uh, yeah, Russia. Odessa. Dad Odessa. Right. Right. Yeah. was from Odessa well his family came from odessa
1: well odessa's back into russia today i think isn't right.
2: it they took
0: it from the ukrainians but anyway yeah that's all right so
1: they came what who was that your great great grandfather who came over i'm just kind of curious
2: which. His, his his father came over okay
1: so your your yeah. dad is second is really yeah, the second, second generation, generation right like me right, i'm right. second generation italian so your father came so
2: yeah and so quite very very old school his dad was in the produce business and had a produce company in Kansas City. Again, really old school. And you know, wrote everything down mm-hmm. in paper and pencil. And, and the joke was my dad, he really didn't love computers. So we were trying to transition to computers. So we just put a monitor on his desk.
1: Yeah, no, my dad wanted the same thing. He would go, oh yeah, he never turned. That
0: way he off. thought that he was. <laughs> he, just, was gonna, he was, was gonna old, get involved. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. so your father uh, starts this business. And then you come in first.
2: Right. He he bought a business. He wanted a business after traveling every day during the week for several years. He wanted a business where he could stay home. So he met a man that had a paper and rag operation. And the guy said, you won't have to travel. You're home every night. So he went down there, worked for three, four weeks there, decided this is what he wanted. So he he bought the business. And he was in for four years, grew it to a, a stage where he needed some help. Asked if I'd come down to work. So I took a year off, uh, rather a week off from the public relations agency and went down to work. said, yeah, because I, I worked for a family business that owned the PR agency, but you're on call all the time.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you come in, Joel. Right. All right. You get this week. You're here. When did it really click that, you know, I got this. This is where I'm going to, you know, plant my stakes. Right. This is my this is my cup of tea. How long were you? Was it right away? Did it take you a while? Yeah,
2: I, I knew right away. I because even when I was working for my dad in the first six months, people in the PR business would call, could I help them out? Can I do some work on the side? They need help." And I just realized I'm, I'm past that. This is where I want to be. Family business, working with my dad, rough, you know, earthy business. I was fine with it, but this is where I wanted to be.
1: Craig, what mm-hmm. about you? Now you're an accountant, right? And, you know, books and balance sheets, that's, you know, so many people don't understand a balance sheet. Now, were you brought in to be the internal bookkeeper, not bookkeeper, because that's it, but to run the company via numbers? Or were you brought in to be part of the growth just of every and everything?
0: I think it was a little of both. But... You know, with my background in sports, and you know, if I wasn't playing, I was coaching or managing. So, I like being with people. I like team building, and you know, that was just part of it. Learning the business, learning you know to get along and and manage employees, and you know, also help with the financials and you know making sure things add up and you know the debits so, and the credits.
1: Okay, so like your brother, you come in. How long before you realize? whoa this is my this is my destiny this is my place right away I think it
0: was pretty right away yeah yeah Yeah, I really liked it you know the coat and tie comes off you're out there you're meeting the public you're learning the new business you're managing employees you're working with your family it um, it clicked pretty fast
1: all right so question for you about your dad how often do you talk about your dad in business in the office
2: you know as as time goes on, because he's been gone about nineteen years now, okay. so as time goes on, maybe a little less and less, but we know he's always around. Mm-hmm. we know he's always on his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, not so much well, what would Dad do or this and that because we're it's really past that, but we know his presence, some of the principles that he he uh provides us or direction gave to us they're they're still here.
1: In June of this year, in a month, it'll be 13 years since my dad's passing, and we talk about him almost daily. Me and Jose Pereira our general sales manager for the equipment company, or my brother and I, when we make a decision, we'd laugh. I go, "What would Dad tell us right now?" And we would laugh. It yeah. it, it it's yeah. part of our makeup now. Yeah. You, you just don't. And I and I sometimes I, I'll ask you guys this, because I will stand around and I look. And I can't believe my father's been gone for 13 years and we've built a business and it didn't crumble. What about you guys? Do you ever (laughs) wonder, seriously, I seriously, because he was the foundation, he was the cornerstone, guys.
0: Well, and it's funny because when it was the three of us, you know, we have all three different personalities. And so, you know, when there's three, there's always whatever the decision, if there's something to be made, there's two against one, if it's not unanimous. So that was, that that was- Do we have that too often? Not, well, Sometimes. Okay. Well, you know, when he's gone, when he left, you know, when he passed away, it was just Joel and I. And it's funny how we just learned, you know, at first, you know, what would dad do? But we learned, you know, just by working with him for 20 plus years, you know, what, you know, what he taught us, what worked, what didn't work. And we've always worked yeah. it out. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's the backbone of the whole recycling industry in America, from metal recycling to paper recycling. Right. And to the other commodities, it's... Started all family businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now some there are some corporate stuff now, but it was all family. But this was a family, mom and business. This it, was not uh, uh, anything. Uh, you know, this was a corporate
2: right. world. Right. It, but, it, it's interesting have to talk about our dad's presence. One time we we lost an account, and it was a nice size account. And I went to see the customer and tried to save it. Wasn't able to. So coming back. I had about a, an hour or so drive on the, on the interstate coming back, and all of a sudden I could smell cigarette smoke. There's no one in my car but me, and I don't smoke cigarettes, and you're going 70 miles an hour, and I figured that was my dad, because my dad was a smoker, that was him telling me it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, and he was right, but it was just that and...
1: Uh, How old were you when he passed?
2: I, I was in my 40s. Yeah, so
1: was I. I was, yeah. uh, let's see, I'm 60. I was 47 when my dad passed away. Right, right, right. And you want to, you know, as your right. kid, you think, 47, man, that's old. When, when you're 47 and it's you're on your own now, right. even though it's, you're like, it's on yeah. my shoulders now. Yeah. yeah, The future falls upon the decisions my brother and I make. And that was, yeah. I got to tell you, that for me on a personal level was a big moment. I mean, it's like, whoa.
2: Oh, yeah, a
1: lot heavier than when I came in.
2: Yeah, it's a lot heavier, especially now as the business world has changed and more dynamics, and you know some of the ways we would do things with the old school. The old school doesn't always work anymore today, and so we've had to adjust. And so we do we do talk about times where well, that that just doesn't work anymore. So we do wonder sometimes what would our dad think, how would he handle it, and we just talk about it and just move on.
1: Well, you know, look we can't get away see this is why i love doing these podcasts and, and getting into not so much what it is you're doing here at texas recycling but how we got here
2: it's the foundation uh,
1: your story yeah you know how you guys actually got into this and how you've you know you've grown and it, and it's it, it it is the story of our industry it really is and at the convention i got to do a podcast with the comb brother. they're first generation they're yeah. they're young they're 30 and 32 or whatever they were and they're just starting out in the metal recycling mm-hmm. I mean you don't see that too often <laughs> too anymore. Often. you know we're we're kind of the dinosaurs now the second third we're, we're you're only second generation I'm second generation right there's a lot of fifth generation businesses yeah. out there still going right and in the recycling industry is renowned for the family business and passing it down generation after generation. And and
2: taking those principles and that that your foundation is based upon but still adjusting to today's times and how the workforce or the workflow is done today because that's what your customer base is but at least you have the the foundation there to start with.
1: If you guys okay from when you started in this business things have changed, right. the need for contracts and all that. If you could do, if you could go back to one of the old school ways of doing business, what would you do?
2: <laughs>
1: you first, brother,
2: big brother. Uh, the old way, I would say, you know, the, the most challenging part is I think with the labor force and saying, here's how we're doing this. And if you don't do it this way, well, there's, there's repercussions, whether don't show up to work the next day or don't come back, you can't do that today because if you send them home, it's hard to find a replacement for him.
1: interesting that's, right. that's an interesting comment what about you craig? Yeah, i was
0: gonna say the labor it, uh, if i had to do it all over again or what would i
1: what could you go back in the old school when you first started where you wish you could have in today's world
0: probably um that's a good question you can take my answer
1: no no, no brother you no. can't have the brother's answer <laughs> craig you got to come up with an one
0: sorry um if I would say I would like to, um, you know, the, the machinery wasn't so complicated.
1: Okay. That's, that's a good. You know, it was a work. lot easier back in the days. Right. Electronics. Right. Look, I, I'm an equipment manufacturer, and I've got to tell you, electronics and everything we do doing in our facility from the material handlers, the shears, the balers, forklift, electronics has changed the game. They're It's not has. as easy to work on.
0: It's very sophisticated now. Very for me pit balers
2: my dad when pit he I, got a, he that's had what i two operated pit pit growing up yep. I,
1: know. I would be in our bag plant because we right. used to have agri-packaging and bags used bags and racks i would operate the upstroke
0: yeah. baler
1: that was yeah. my gig did you go down, I, did did you go go down and clean did you, it
0: did you clean the pit
1: guys i would jump <laughs> in it and why the doors were closed and put fish meal bagging Ooh. inside a baler oh. who puts anybody inside their right.
2: baler Mm-mm. would you put
1: anybody inside no your
2: no. no way no way, no way. Hmm. Yeah, that's what, But for I me,
1: could. I love the old world handshake.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. The yes. old
1: world handshake doesn't exist. Right, right. There's a few of us out there. Right. But that's, if I could go back to that, man, your word was your bond. The handshake was your deal.
0: You know, when talking to people, instead of emails and texts, you know, talk to people.
1: Well, when I became chairman of Israel, this is a funny story. I got in the office. I was robbing with all the staff and this was right before I took over and they asked me well John what, what how do you like to communicate with be communicate with I go pick up the phone call me don't email me right the whole staff's face dropped. oh that's going to be mm-hmm. a challenge
0: no right
1: I can answer your question much faster than reading an email send and right. then you're going to send me but what did you mean about this we can talk it out quick much quicker all right, Well, right let's move on um, this is the first podcast I've done with real Full-blown multi-purpose paper. I did it with Jason Young, but I, I, it was more blue bin um, you know, we, we focused on the blue bin. But, but you know, we toured your facility today. You mm-hmm. guys are real paper packer, processor, and you get you go to the mill. Most people don't understand paper recycling. They, they have no idea. They, they don't understand first of all, they think trees are being cut out of our forest to make paper. It's not your case, it's right? Not true. not true. What is it?
2: They're a crop. They have companies. They're foresters. Their industry is you plant trees. They're slow growth, but they're they're, they're you know chopped down to be made to go to sawmills, made into lumber and paper pulp for paper pa- packaging and so forth. So, but they're a crop. They're designed yeah, to do that. Yeah, nobody cries when
1: corn or wheat get, get you know or all the vegetables. They're a crop,
2: right? right. Yeah. Yeah, nobody it, cries
1: it, over that. But everybody cries, they think, oh, the trees were tearing. Guys, it's a crop designed to get virgin pulp. It's tree forms. So let's talk about virgin pulp versus recycled fiber in today's marketplace of paper products. Do you guys have a, per- a percentage of what is made from virgin, what is made from recycled product? And the paper, the whole paper world, like this great book here that was written by your daughter, by the way, which yes. is fantastic. Yeah would this all be virgin fiber here
2: the pages probably yes. the cover the cover is made from chipboard, and which comes board. from
1: recycled fiber correct right. so would you have a guess on all paper from cereal boxes to tissue products to uh,
0: consumer products yes 60 40 possibly 60 mean,
1: 60 virgin 40 recycled fiber right so let's talk about that for a second now the pandemic starts
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know was recycling wasn't considered essential business until everybody realized that oh wait a minute they're the raw material suppliers for critical manufacturing Correct. How, how long would a paper mill in the united states run that makes product that isn't just virgin how long would it last without recycled fiber?
2: and not very long mm-hmm. not very long because if a mill is designed mm-hmm. to run uh, recovered fiber—it's very difficult to ship to virgin fiber. The system—you can't convert it. Right. Two different systems.
1: So that would have been a disaster, wouldn't it? Correct. I mean, yeah. we yeah. had a toilet paper shortage in this country, and paper towel—you couldn't get it. Right. How much of that, percentage-wise, is coming from recycled fiber?
0: Well, out of the home, almost 100 percent.
1: Outside the home, uh, outside and there was the home, restaurants. And, right. Well, they got right. or, uh, away
0: from the home market
1: way for the home market
0: for the tissue
2: and the paper towels yeah that's that's uh, they call it the way from home industry and so when the pandemic hit and fewer people were going to offices or going out you know they're staying home that market did drop because people weren't buying tissue for their for the restrooms for uh, the restaurants for airplanes you know the little the yeah. napkin you get with your drink on the plane, that's made yeah, from well, fast, recovered well, fiber. All the
1: fast food restaurants are still open. Right. Through drive through and all those napkins you get in a fast
2: food you are from recycled fiber. When you go right? to Starbucks, those are made from recycled fiber, recovered fiber.
1: Okay, so the, the, the mm-hmm. cup carriers that you get that, that you know, that's, looks like it's made from something, but it's a recycled fiber, right? Right, right. right. You know, eggs, mm-hmm. right? Eight Went cartons. to the store, egg cartons, right? Molded
2: mm-hmm. pulp, it's called. that's made made from from newsprint and other items as well that are collected for recovered fiber
1: so so much i think of the american public doesn't realize that first they drive to the grocery store with a car that's made from how much recycled metal right then they get their grocery cart made from recycled metal and they go through the grocery store right and they buy stuff that's packaged boxes boxes
0: all food packaging
1: Recycle fiber and then the store takes all the boxes. They received it from bails it up Sends it back to a paper mill for more packaging because all that stuff arrives palletized and packages
2: box. right right And so in in a corrugated box can be Recycled six seven times before the fiber really weakens So but it's it's continually and about ninety percent of corrugated is collected today for recycling So it's a nice, you know strong number
1: yeah you know as now we're coming out of the pandemic and as restaurants are opening up and and you know all the different places industrial businesses that have opened up and you, you go through all the 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 products that are used that are made out of paper so much of it is recycled fiber correct and you know we, we're in your warehouse today and this is home depot we saw boxes home depot and of course you know you're gonna have lowe's and you got all the other big you, oh, there, there's a gazillion of them so right. but it, it was one that had home depot so they by their boxes that are made from hundred percent recycled fiber mm-hmm. right right so they receive the products put it on the shelf take that cardboard send it back out and it gets remade into new packaging but nobody knows this
2: you know they may see on the box it's hundred percent recycled but they don't really understand the steps it goes through to get to that point so
1: who's gonna educate the public whose responsibility or is there a responsibility to educate the public
0: i think it'd be a great marketing tool for the manufacturers to do that
1: i do too well look you guys know i do a super bowl ad with the pizza box right right because everybody eats pizza at, at a super bowl seems like and it's fascinating mm-hmm. because pratt and westrock came out and said pizza boxes are recyclable P- pull the plastic out of it the grease pad in there keep the food out of it it's a recycled as far as pizza box made from recycled fiber right? right right so but there's not one commercial that the that the sustainability of this planet and that the pizza companies are doing their part by buying and packaging a pizza in a recycled product and it's get it back get it don't put it in the garbage can put it in your recycle bin and let's let's reuse it but nobody says that why
2: I think it comes to costs, economics, to but what go out, cost? To, to to market that, to yeah, put together see, a campaign. We, we,
1: yeah, but you see that all the time. Everybody's campaigning and we're green. We got the electric vehicle, the new well, Mercedes those, Super Bowl. Everybody's got electric. How green and wonderful. True
0: and but, the electric car is more expensive than the uh, the and non-electric lithium
1: car. batteries are not the easiest dang things to recycle but, but, but we haven't got but there
0: yet those are companies designed those are made
2: by companies that market that that go out and market on tv radio whatever so they know paper companies are a little more traditionally more conservative they you don't see tv campaigns for them you know to go out and but you and see produce. it for
1: pizza companies
2: because they're selling food pe- packaging selling, cereal
1: boxes you know all these things All the products that you see on TV, consumer products, that are packaged and shipped, Home Depot, come to Home Depot for whatever their slogan is. Well, how about Home Depot having a talk about, hey, our fine products are shipped to us in recycled boxes. They're made from recycled parts, and we Mm -hmm. recycle them. Home Depot. We're doing our part for reducing our car. But nobody's
0: doing or it. Or any company that's selling a product at the end of the commercial. Everybody our, wants to all be all of our packaging. All of our packaging, 100 recycled.
1: See, I I I think.
0: What a great what a great. I think it comes down to tool.
2: someone bringing it up and saying that's what we want to talk about, and then the higher level say yes, we're going to talk about that. Well, but we got this product here to sell. No. We're not going to sell that product right now. We're going to talk about recycling.
1: Every company wants to be, what, viewed as green, viewed as diversified. Look, ESG, Environmental Safety mm-hmm. and Governance, what is all that about? You know, that's the, what is the environment your business is doing to the community around you? Mm-hmm. Not, not polluting your mind. What's the environment? What are you creating for the environment around you? What are you creating for the environment for your employees, right? Safety. Are you providing a safe workplace for your employees? Does it not not hard hats, glasses, and steel-toed shoes, but do your employees are they safe when they come to work here mm-hmm. from discrimination? Right, governance, G of the ESG, governance. What are we doing to promote people of color, females, and people in our businesses? Right, so. Here we are. Oh, this is all across the board. This is every public company has this impact report on sustainability, ESG, and none of them are talking about what they're doing to the for the environment through the packaging, through the products they're using that have come from recycled products.
2: It just yeah. hasn't gotten to a level yet where it really kind of pinches people. Say we need to talk about that.
1: Now that drives it's, me absolutely crazy. I know. All right, so let's not let, saying
2: that's not you know it needs to be but with everything else going on i i just think here are companies
1: a... that have revenues in the billions but it's companies who have revenues in the millions who are sending the message out
2: right. there's exactly. something
1: right. wrong with that right. gentlemen i got a problem with that all right uh before we get to a topic i want to bring up let's talk about logistical issues today hmm. transportation how is it affecting your business
2: i i i think we're i think it's had an impact, one we're having to really think further out as far as scheduling outbound loads and so forth. Where we are in Dallas, you know, with, with several interstate highways coming in and being a major hub, I think we're fortunate that we haven't seen the impact a lot of other parts of the country have. But it, it, it's, it's still something we have to stay on top of more than we did a few years ago.
0: Well, yeah, and, know, and the cost I mean, well, the costs I mean, are just. Right. How you many know, trucks do you guys there, have out there? We have ten trucks.
1: Yeah, your fuel cost doubled in the last few. Oh, years exactly.
0: Yeah, and to grow, and we want to get more trucks. It's a, it's a year out.
1: Have you priced it's them out yet? Out. How much more they are? Yeah, so it,
0: you know, the, the capital
1: goods, you know, look, I'm I'm a manufacturer, right? Full transparency, you know, I make machines. When I'm seeing consumer price index up. 8% iron inflation. I'm like that's that's no. The producer's price index is up 15-20% and that's the real cost of right. manufacturing. Right. We're over 20%. Everybody's suffering over 20% right. increases from components, steel prices, copper, price. I mean with copper, this anything made with electric motor or electronics in it, that's more money. Aluminum's up. So, you know, it's like take a hospital. An operating room can't be built without recycled metals. And recycled fiber, right. because that stuff is shipped in boxes. That's comes right. from recycled stainless steel, copper, aluminum, all that stuff in operating rooms. The tools you it have a knee nice. e replacement, right? Yeah, that's fifty percent recycled metal in your knee.
0: I'm green. <laughs> <laughs> the green hornet, or Try. whatever it was. What was it? What was it? What was it? The yeah, green hornet. Green hornet. Yeah, you on are. Green green all right. Yes. Well, listen.
1: You are a I want to bring in the third generation. I want the third Mm -hmm. generation to come sit down here. All right. Well, there's a moment. There's a little break there in the action as we bring in Joel's daughter, Hillary. Hello. Welcome. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Happy to be sitting here. (laughs) Are you
0: sure? We're glad glad, you're here. here. What's going on out there if you're in here? Yeah. yeah, Now dad's worried nothing's going on out there.
1: (laughs) Well, fantastic. So you're third generation. Yes. Yes, I am. Awesome. Yeah. So what are your duties here at uh, Texas Recycling?
3: Um, I handle a lot of our, I'd say, our communications, um, okay. whether that's with our marketing side or our commercial side, dealing with customers. Um,
1: community too?
3: I help with that. Mm-hmm. Joel, um, they've done, Joel and Craig have done a really great job, especially when we moved here, making sure we had a big impact in our community here. Um, And so whether it's national night out or there's a backpack drive at the school across the street. Um, And growing up, I always um, loved to volunteer and helping out in the community. So that was one thing I really liked to help continue to do as well here.
1: Did you ever think you were going to be working for dad in the recycling industry? All right, where did you you go to school? (laughs)
3: Um, Undergrad, University of Miami, and then um, I have my MBA from St. Edwards in Austin. Okay, so you
1: were born and raised in Texas, Mm -hmm. Dallas. Mm -hmm. You're gonna to go to University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Why'd you choose Miami?
3: Um you Just know, curious. I mean
1: my son goes to TCU, he's from Bakersfield, California. I went to USC, wife, daughter, USC. Well growing up ready?
3: growing up I thought I was a longhorn. Like that was that's what my oh, path was. Don't tell was. me you got rejected. Well, you know, it just I realized things happen for a reason and that wasn't the best path for me and that couldn't have been that was the best decision ever. Is to get out, go live in Florida, get away from my You know, still my friends, (laughs) you know, my friends, but, you know, I was all worried about like, oh, I'm going to lose my friendships. No, that doesn't happen. You know, and I made new friends and I lived in an amazing city and I just experienced so much more. And
1: what was your major?
3: um, Business. Okay. So Mm -hmm.
1: you have this business.
3: Well, actually, I started off pre-med and uh, yeah i started off pre-med
1: the jewish and- <laughs> yeah, yeah. dream right I oh, yeah. always have a doctor <laughs> in the family come on
3: um and i was in an honors biology class and i just said why am i here you know this is so not the right path for me oh,
1: i was gonna say was it organic chemistry oh, that knocked no <laughs> i
3: didn't get that far uh, yeah, no that, just that honors knocks. biology that is
1: that is what
3: yeah that's the
1: separator mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. You can get past the organic oh, chem. You can awful. be a doctor. That, <laughs> yeah. it really, it's almost...
3: o is awful. I mean, for people who enjoy <laughs> it, you know what? That's the right path for them. But yeah, no, okay, not Okay,
1: so what were you going to do? What was your dream?
3: Um, I, th- I always, I love doing research. Um, and I'm just curious why people, you know, buy this product or that product. So actually my first job once I graduated college was at a marketing research firm um and so it was kind of the end we weren't the consumer um, we are the ones conducting the service but it's kind of like why am i buying this product over this product you know it's not price but oh this is shinier um so i just kind of always thought i'd go into marketing don't you think people
1: will buy things now if it comes from recycled fiber it's packaged that way i do I, I, do. Right. I, I do.
3: I do. I mean, now, now that I've learned it and been in the industry for a little bit longer and just really gotten to know kind of a little bit more about it, because growing up, I, didn't, I never understood it. I didn't really have an interest. You know, the only question I remember asking my dad was how many customers they had that day. You know, but <laughs> mark, now I completely understand yeah. what that means. And, you know, for our buyback and how many customers did we have and what did that generate?
1: So how long after graduation before you came to work here?
3: So, after I graduated college, I worked for about three to four years down in Miami. Um, I realized I needed a change, was looking to get, actually I had a job, but that was in 2008 when the market just, yeah. everything crashed. So I said, September. you know what, now is a great time to go get my MBA. Okay. Um, so I got accepted to um, an MBA program at St. Edward's in Austin, and I think it was about three years, four years, yeah. four years. Um, and then I graduated, came home, and it was like, oh, okay, I'll take some time off. Maybe I'll go travel. And my dad said, I'll see you Monday at work.
2: <laughs> That's pretty yep. heavy-handed. And it's been, it's yeah. been yeah. heavy-handed. He wow. goes, he well, goes
3: you don't, you don't <clears throat> take time off yet. You know, you need to get, you need, right. you need so, to start so working. So you came to
1: work here, did mm-hmm. you have to answer to Uncle Craig?
3: You know, I actually, I don't know if you all remember, but I I think it was in college. Um, I worked for them, I think, for like a summer. I had knee surgery and I need to do something. Um, so I came to work here and that was kind of the first time I kind of like, you know, had a little foot in the door just to see the day-to-day operations of what they do. So are um, you,
1: are, who else from the, any other siblings of yours mm-hmm. in
0: here? No, not, mm-hmm. uh, not worked here, now. My other daughter worked for us for, what, three weeks? She helped <laughs> her, actually, and, um, yeah. answered the phone. Actually, Carly and Taylor answered the phone together, my yeah. youngest one. So we answer the phone. You know, my wife
2: worked way before I did with my dad. My wife and dad worked together. So my
1: brother, um, my daughter, <clears throat> who worked for, graduated last May from um, USC, worked for Oracle and decided tech sales just wasn't her, okay? And, you know she couldn't land the job before to the point where she had had enough. And so she had had enough. And my brother wants, wants, and wanted to get my daughter into Sierra. Uh, How about you? When you see Hillary out there, you're like, we can use this here.
0: Well, absolutely. And, you know, I have another one in the family too. It's, you know, when, when Joel and I joined my dad, we all had a rule that one of us always had to be here. There had to be a litman here at all times. You know, because you know, just it's so much going on, and, yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, when Hillary decided to come, it, it just like was it was like an aha moment, like, yeah, you know, someone else in the family coming in, helping out, and it's a trust issue as well, absolutely
1: mm-hmm. 100%. So, can she sign checks? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a real trust,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> See, but that's cool,
1: no, mm-hmm. and I know, and it, you know, I kind of say it jokingly, but the truth is, is you got, you know, I understand that. That is just, it's old world.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I pick yeah.
1: up the mail at Sierra every day I'm in town. Right. Once in a while I don't because I have an appointment here, there, whatever. But I pick up the mail.
2: Right. Right. You want to see if you got, you just want to know what's coming yeah. in. Oh, you right? want to know what's mm-hmm. coming in. And, and, and with Hillary here, if Craig and I are out, you know, she will she's our eyes and ears. She kind of knows what needs to be done, what to look for, what to watch for, and so forth. And so it gives us a good you know, good peace of
0: mind. It's a comfort level. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So married. Mm-hmm. Children?
3: Uh, I have a stepson. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, 15. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Instant. Yeah. Instant right. teenager, right? <laughs> um, so full time mm-hmm. here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You. Um, is that where you want to be? Meaning you want to be a full time career woman.
3: I, I, I love it. I do. Um, I mean, just. Something as simple as just getting to see my dad and my uncle every day, um, but also just knowing a a legacy that i'm helping carry on um, my husband actually came from a family business as well um and what does he do his family's in the furniture business here in Dallas okay um and I think he was fourth, was fourth generation okay, um wow. yeah they've they've since they just recently closed um but it was eighty plus years what's he doing now uh real estate okay so but so just kind of, you know, being with somebody also who's in the family industry, I mean, you kind of get it. You know, it's not like. Well, my, my wife's
1: family owns a uh, restaurant in Delhi that's been 110 years old, 112 wow. years oh, old. Oh, wow. That's since 1910. Wow. 112 years old. And she works. She doesn't, you know, now that we're semi-empty nesters since our son is here in Texas and our daughter lives in L.A., uh, she, she goes down there and works a lot more. And uh, she works behind the scenes on a lot of things. But son's coming home for for her summer, so I don't think she'll work as much. But uh, yeah, you know, understanding the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, so now, wait a minute, Dad, I got something here to say. Young okay. daughter in the right. industry. Right. Isri has the young executive committee. Also has the ladies, the women's, the women's council. Women's right? Am I going to see you there? Mm-hmm.
3: Hopefully. I mean I What do you mean
1: hopefully? Hope the hope is a lot of two answers. Yeah.
2: No, I think
3: getting involved, especially a woman in this industry, is very important. I mean, Kathy, our you know, our sales rep, I mean our VP here, she's been in this industry for sixteen years. I see her I saw her with your dad at the convention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just I mean, what she's seen and how much it's starting to change and just getting more women involved is I mean it's incredible.
1: I just think, I understand, oh, well, I can understand not being a woman, but I understand the woman angle, but to me, it's that next generation, I don't care what it is, man, female, somebody with an arm growing out of the top of their head, I don't care. I think it's so important for the legacy of our industry, because mm-hmm. the historical and institutional knowledge that keeps going forward and promoting our industry, because yeah i do believe you know look you got the head of commercial metals she's a female right. mm-hmm. head of schnitzer steel female that's awesome
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and the more the bet, and, and more integration seeing what you saw with jacqueline Lotzkar, yeah, young executive of the year this last right. year
0: right and yeah. jacqueline's
2: fantastic and you're seeing more and more of your customers and your generators too they're becoming more diverse more women that we're doing 100 so when i got in the business in 1984 very few women very few young people yeah and it's the transition over over the years and generation that's where that's where business is going
1: well i look i'm the choir because Mm -hmm. i was chairman of israel i think any young next generation person in the business needs to be involved with israel the young executive committee being a female you need to be part of the, the the What's the name of the committee? The, the, women, for, of w- women of Recycling. Women of Recycling. You right. need to be involved with that. Not only will you create friendships and from that and knowledge that you can bring back here that'll help just, just helps grow you and then mm. and, and, and the young executives because look, that is.
0: That's the future.
1: That it, it, you are the future. Mm-hmm. And so I highly encourage you, Dad. Yes. She's got to be involved. And <laughs> okay. you call him, Dad. What do you call
3: him? Um, you it know. Is. It, it, it
1: depends. <laughs> what do you call him here? At work?
3: Um, I'd say lately, in the past few years, I've gotten more of Joel and Craig versus Dad and Uncle Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is yeah. at first was very strange for me to say because growing up, he was always Uncle Craig and this was my Dad. But I feel like also business-wise and professionally, it kind of changed that angle for me too. Uh,
1: me, it was always Dad. Yeah, I, I didn't care what business environment. It was always Dad and my nephew, who's our uh, West Coast sales, well, Canada West. Cells drive, it He always calls me Uncle John. And once mm-hmm. in a while, he'll say John in a meeting. It, it's like, it just, it doesn't, he's, he's like you trying that. How old are you?
3: 40. I'll be
1: 40. in. Okay, okay. so he's 30, He's going to be 34 uh, coming up here in less than a month. And so he, it's always Uncle John. And, and so once in a while in a meeting with other people, he'll call me John. But he, it, it's not natural to him. Because that's how we're it's raised. It's not natural. No. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people, I'm 60, right? So I meet somebody. Hi, Mrs. Uh, Sabah. she'll say, John, you can call, she was from Georgia, John, you can call me Elizabeth. Okay, Mrs. Saba, I'm not calling you Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. I was Uh, raised to call you Mrs. or
2: Mr. We always
0: call Dad. We always call him that. And
2: some people would say, well, if you're working with your dad, there needs to be a a division. At home, you call him dad. At work, you call him by his first name. But we just, uh, to call our dad Stan, that would be so uncomfortable. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You and know, he was okay with it. He, you know, well, and no, and I get it. it. And, you, and you, and look,
1: your uncle and, and, your, and your dad, you know, they understand when you want to use it for. And, and I guess ultimately that's the new world we live in. But
2: it's okay.
1: I'm from the old world, Me and too. I, just, no. you know, and I, that, doesn't, that doesn't change. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap up this podcast. This is what a great time to be with the Litman brothers, Littman, right. daughter <laughs> a Freed, You're a Litman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. Sorry to Mr. Freed, but uh, he's a lucky young man, by the he's way. very lucky. Very, he's very lucky.
3: <laughs> like, Dad, goes, <laughs> he's very lucky. lucky. We're lucky
1: yeah. to have him, too. We're <laughs> lucky to have him, too. You're so, lucky sorry. to have him, too. Well, yes. that, that's fantastic. Well, listen, I want to w- wish all of you the best. I want to start seeing you at Israel, event. Dad, yes. you, mm-hmm. she's got to go.
2: Okay, absolutely.
0: You
1: no, know, she needs to go because that development, because, look, Event, a it's where you
2: build relationships, networking, and as we've been involved with it for many years, and there's just a big payoff in getting involved. Yeah, because well, the next generation's got to take One thing this about part. that, too,
3: and what I love being a third generation is I go to, I have gone to conventions and conferences, and it's like, oh, you're a litman. Oh, we know your uncle and your dad and your grandpa and all that. It, it I love that, you That's know?
1: Instant so, door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because your grandpa, mm-hmm. your grandpa was a great man. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And you know I knew I, I was fortunate enough to know him mm-hmm. and um not around him a lot mm-hmm. but around him enough to know he was the
3: man yeah, yeah he was a good guy
1: <laughs> a very good new gentleman guy. a real gentleman in the true sense but the real entrepreneur mm-hmm. that old school family man you know so yeah. much you know the Jewish families and the Italian families we have so much in common mm-hmm. right right where we came from and how we raised our families and and that whole that's just how we are that's how we were raised and I and, and that's. This industry still has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to keep it going. It's like my nephew. Now, my son is st- starting. I never, my daughter, she's probably going to go to work for Fox Sports. We don't know yet. fantastic. Your daughter in the sports Isn't, industry. She's, she's an for, author now? I think that's just, that's why I have this book on it. Because I think it is absolutely amazing your daughter following her passion mm-hmm. right. and doing that. And that's why yeah. I want my daughter. But my son is starting to, he says to me this summer, he goes, Dad, uh, can I do more than sweet floors and pack parts? I think I have more to
2: offer to Sierra than Dad. I said, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Technology? What's... What can you do on the computer? Oh, that's you what kidding? They...
1: He tells me all the time, Dad, we need to change the computers over here. You guys have are... done all that. So when he comes back this summer, he's going to see a whole new world, <laughs> so, which is going to be great. Right. But listen, thank you for all of you oh, for taking the well, time, well, for allowing you. me to come in here. Disrupt your day completely. <laughs> that's okay.
2: There'll be another one tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, we'll
1: There'll be, be okay. another disruptor around <laughs> exactly. tomorrow. That, that yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. But thank you to Lippman family. And you gotta, so glad you came We're going to sign us. off. And you won't know this because she, we didn't coach her on this part right. of it. Doggone it. But that's it for another episode of Pile, Pile of, of scrap. scrap.
0: Yeah. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.